Bro, do you want Boon and Vigor or not? <laughs> How many card plays are you breaking this doing? <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On this show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. I almost said shilly shenanigans. <laughs> Today, we continue where we left off with what is now the Game Changers series. <laughs> yeah, now it's a series. It was supposed to be an episode. We thought it was going to take one, but looks like it'll take two, which is fine. That's fine. Let's get to Let's it. Let's go right into it. On one hand, I apologize for splitting this up into two episodes. On the other hand, I have a very real life that is full of busyness that I can't make work unless these things are actually near right. 60 minutes. I so. think 60 <laughs> minutes is enough. <laughs> so, anyway, back to it. I think one thing that was funny was how you were the one to introduce us to Wildfire, given how my proclivity is very strong with that spirit, where yeah. yours is meh. Because our next one, where I am leading, is... Finder of Paths Unseen. That's my spirit. <laughs> I claimed them. <laughs> now we're even done. <laughs> so, every one of these spirits that we're talking about is someone who I actually think changes the game. Yeah. Of the spirits on this list, I think Finder's impact is low. Now, I'm curious to hear why. When I say low, I think they really do change the game. Okay. It took a lot to get on this list. Yeah. So them being low is higher than the other spirits that didn't make yep. it on this Game Changers but list. But by low, I mean you can actually never interact with Finder and still win. Okay. You don't have to interact with Finder. But you really would benefit if you did. My <laughs> argument is you're going to. <laughs> you're probably going to. Yeah, you're probably going to. You're probably going to. So here are the things you need to know about Finder. And that is basically one point that I will elaborate on. That is the severity of their control. Look at the summary of powers. <laughs> Just have a glance at it. I am going to rely on John here to go on his explanation with what I am sure is in-depth and crazy, and I cannot wait to hear it. But for me, I'm just going to probably take a more surface-level approach to this okay. character because they are your main, I do not mine. Spirit, yes. The severity of their control. LOL, the adjacency shenanigans. Mm -hmm. You need to simply be aware of what's possible. You don't need to know how they're going to use it, but you need to know that they could literally teleport anything anywhere. Yes. Cities? Yes. Towns? Yes. Explorers? Yes. Beasts. The Han? Yes. Me? Yes. <laughs> My friends? Yes. All of it. It all can be teleported literally anywhere with their own gameplay anything style. Anything that's living on the island can move. Yep. They can go anywhere. They can move anything. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. And it is so much fun to see. There are a lot of things that are nice to know. But one of the things that you need to know is that Finder doesn't attack often, if not ever. There have been some games where I never attacked. There are some builds that I've seen that are a, a very attacky sure. finder. <laughs> Down reason, to one presence or something. <laughs> this 
thought is the reason why the finder with the pistol meme is so funny. <laughs> because they're not supposed to be attacking. Sure. You need to know that they get penalized for attacking. Mm-hmm. They lose a presence and they lose an energy. That stings. Now, if I'm not mistaken, if you don't have an energy to give, uh, you can still do it, right? You lose another presence. Oh. oh. <laughs> that was wor- much worse. The worst gets worse. <laughs> Okay, so this is an important thing to know. (laughs) Listen up, folks. (laughs) So, because of this, yes, the fact that they can move people so often and with such ease, they're probably going to be clumping up peeps a lot. So they don't need to attack as often as like, oh, one damage here, one damage there, and Nixon explores something. No, they're going to be solving those problems with control. That is something you need to know. Yeah. Something that's nice to know, honestly, they are a high roller. You can bank some money with Finder, <laughs> my goodness. They can really help with events, that, no lie. That top track, though, what <laughs> up? That top track. <laughs> also, they are commonly a Dahan counterattack user. Offer passage between worlds is such a strong card mm. that people don't often think about where you can mm. destroy two fewer Dahan when they would be destroyed. Which is really nice really because nice. this means that you don't need to find a defend card. Yes, you are paying Blight for this. It's kind of like Concealing Shadows. It's kind of like Concealing Shadows, but you're finder, so it's better. <laughs> <laughs> when? <laughs> Shadows. It's either going to be you react with anger or sadness. <laughs> Both? <laughs> I have like a red dot that appears on my face. Like, Keep talking, buddy. <laughs> Keep talking about concealing shadows. It's a zero costing card. <laughs> wow, you move fast. <laughs> no, jokes aside... It is nice to know that they commonly will have a Dahan-centric build. Why? Because they may be stopping on your board and taking your Dahan. Most kind finders will ask you if they can take Dahan. Or usually, in my experience, finder players... Okay, who am I kidding? John (laughs) will find the spirit in the game who uses Dahan the least and then ask. So you're very polite with this, I've noticed. Not only do you mostly (laughs) ask, but you usually ask first the spirit who you deem won't or isn't currently using Dahan. I say like, oh yeah, I asked you. Remember I asked you last turn? They're like, you did? Yes, Sometimes push comes to shove and sometimes you have to take it. And hey, that's just the stakes of the game. That's just the truth of the matter. Some common behavioral adjustments I think you should make. I think you should make communication a higher priority. Definitely. Now, specifically, what are you talking about? Maybe you're going for a beast build. Maybe they're going for a beast build. Maybe it is some sort of control thing. Maybe you're specifically going after towns. Maybe you're going for explorers. Maybe you pulled a high damaging major power. Yeah. Maybe you're going for buildings. Yeah. If you are green, you might ask for them to take away explorers. Or maybe you would like to receive buildings Mm -hmm. so you can hit them. Yeah. If you're lightning or mist, someone who has damage to each invader capability. You may ask for explorers. Hey, do you mind giving me explorers? Because if you're looking for a place to send them, Mm -hmm. dear finder, I have a great location for them. Here, put them here. I can do damage to each invader. Keep grouping them up there. And keep doing it. I don't want the buildings, but maybe I can take the explorers. Sure. Maybe you're going for a Dahan build or someone else is. Just communicate with finder. We've said it before, they are the ultimate logistics expert. Yeah. And how do logistics happen efficiently? When you talk. Yeah. 
do it. Yes, I think everyone should be talking all the time with high levels of communication in every single game, no matter who you're going up against or who you're playing with. But with Finder, I think it is a necessity. I think with Finder, it's a necessity. And I don't even mean that you know what you want and you know how specifically they can make it happen. And so can you do this for me? I just literally mean open your mouth and talk about what you're thinking. Yeah. Because the Finder player can Can make it happen. Can make it happen. Finder can do so much. Let them do the brain power of how to satiate your request. Just talk about, hey, um, hmm. And just coordinate often with the Finder player. This has been so good because you've said often you do not like to waste damage or you yep. like to be high efficient. Yep. And sometimes when play with Laura, we like the Finder Thunderspeaker combo. And she's like, oh, I can do 15 damage here, but there's only two sure. cities with sure. manifestations or something. With Finder, sure. oh, you can do 15 damage? Let me group up more. So what you're saying, like just audibly talking about what you can mm-hmm. do and saying, Laura's like, oh, dang, I could do this here, but it's kind of a waste of three energy. Like, no, 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 I can make that worth it type yes. of thing. And especially with adversaries, especially with scenarios, especially with both combined, and heck, even in a normal game, I really do think that in general, the bad guys have a more consistently efficient action economy than you can sometimes have. Yeah. Because sometimes you're reclaiming this turn. Sometimes you need to get your cards back. Yeah. But their attacks keep coming. Mm. So you need to look for ways where you can enhance, in my personal opinion, your action economy to be much better. That's why I think you should be looking for these kind of things. I think you should be on the lookout for heavy-hitting majors. Definitely. Maybe it's high-damaging majors so that they can go, they being the finder player, can conglomerate bad guys into a spot and you can just wham, hit them. Yes, they can do it, but they get penalized if they do it, which is why it's better for you to do it. Maybe it's destroy many or destroy all. Huge. Foundation sink in the mud, great candidate. Yep. Jungle hungers, great candidate. Firestorm, great candidate. It doesn't even have to be destroy everything. No. But just do a lot you of damage. You don't need a cast down to the briny deep. Yep. You don't need nine energy mm-hmm. to make this work. Like you're saying, jungle hungers is three. Like you can find cheaper, efficient, damaging powers that that finder can work mm-hmm. with. Very much like our Sweden game that we did for the adversary series, that high damaging card was a damage to each. Was a starting unique power that yeah. mist started with maybe a damage to each invader card could be good like spill bitterness into the earth yeah. like i said in that case it was dissolving vapors and the fact that bad guys can't heal mm-hmm. but point being be on the lookout for some decent damage because you don't need to worry about conglomerating bad guys because someone else is doing that I think you should also be on the lookout for defend cards. I think this is actually pretty easy because they make for good Dahan builds. Yeah. They're good for that, regardless of who's moving the Dahan, regardless of whether it's on your board, just simply having Dahan out there. Because I don't always need to take Dahan. I can help you set up your counterattack. Sure. sure. If you pull a defend card, if you pull a nature's resilience, mm-hmm. talk to the finder player. Oh, I can move Dahan easy mm-hmm. with innates, with power cards, whatever you need. I yeah. can group them up in that wetland mm-hmm. for you. No problem. Yeah. Finder's like the Amazon Prime of like speedy efficiency. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you maybe could have gotten the Dahan there in three to four business days. But Finder has guaranteed tomorrow delivery. (laughs) Exactly. This is the same day. Here we go. Same day delivery. So just, I think you should just, in a general sense, communicate with players all the time anyway, but specifically with Finder, just simply talk about what's going on. I think this is something that you will accidentally become proficient in doing simply by playing this game. Yeah. 
But specifically with Finder, I do really think that's important to coordinate more often with them and to just talk. I think for me, as I get into this, my thoughts on Finder, that's why I would put it a little bit higher of what you need to know about Finder. Because you're yep. right, Finder could just like do their own thing on their board and yep. play hopscotch with the invaders yep. and just keep them grouped up or whatever. So now that I've talked about what you can do with Finder. Yeah. Think about missing out on all of that sure. and how big of a shame it is. So that's why for me, it may be a little bit higher type of thing. Yet, Finder is so strong that if they coordinate with other people and not you, you can still win. You can. But sure. you are missing out That's if you fun. do ignore this interaction, which is why I don't think you should. Yeah. That said, Finder is so strong that even if you don't communicate with them, they can just take your stuff <laughs> and they can still win the game Mine for now, you. yeah. <laughs> this is Hence now the mine. low impact. Right, exactly. <laughs> for me and Finder, this is another spirit where starting board, much like Ocean and when I talked about in the last episode, mm-hmm. starting board doesn't matter with mm. Finder. The finder setup instructions say that put one presence on your starting board, land three. Fine. Doesn't that's, it say anywhere on the board? That's <laughs> normal. And then, yeah, the next sentence, put one presence on any board in land one. Yes, you have to put it in land number one, but it says any board. On a six-player game, I can go wherever I want as long as it's land one. Yeah, Fangs is kind of like that, too. Which Just, is cool. Where's the beast? There they are. There I am. I'm going to go there. I go there now. <laughs> it's kind of like when Jack Sparrow's looking at the people who are currently his friends <laughs> And they're like, I'm going to go stand over by them. Like, <laughs> I'm with you now. I'm with you now. It's very much like Fangs. We're starting placement of presence. And then for growth option four, for Finder, it says add a presence in any land. <laughs> so that's... I mean, Finder can quite literally go wherever, whenever they want. Yeah. So like you're saying, Ryan, if you are not letting Finder come to you and help you out, mm. you are missing out. And mm. I think you're almost like, let Finder stretch their legs. Yeah. Let them really just stretch their influence on the island and go to the outermost skirts, to the coast, to the inland, anywhere they want. Within three turns, they can be on three different boards, mm. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think Open the Ways has the most chance of being missed or the most chance of like being the most craziest, yeah. nuttiest special rule. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can make lands adjacent. Cool. But then it's kind of like when you're describing different powers, when you're talking about wildfire being able to move to Han or Beast, like if you actually look at it or read it or think about right. it for a second. So open the ways you can make up to two of your lands adjacent at a time. So again, it sounds so minuscule, right? You it's do like- realize <laughs> that this could mean if you are on one side of an island and your buddies on the other side of an archipelago island, it's adjacent. that could literally literally be six seven or eight range away right so literally this no longer affects just finder gameplay like you're saying this is involving the team mm-hmm. where anyone can utilize these we like to call them portals me yeah. and ryan like to call yep. them portals anyone can as long as you are sharing a presence or finder has presence around you and you can make two things adjacent mm-hmm. like you're saying you can push this one town or three towns if you're river or whoever you can push them to wherever you want yoink yeah wherever finder has presence and make well, it adjacent i guess that'd be Yeet! Yeet! Yes, send them on their way. <laughs> Gather is yoink, and push is yeet! <laughs> on the opposite end of Wildfire, because we were talking about Wildfire mm. in the last episode, Finder generates zero fear and is penalized for destroying invaders. Mm. Where Wildfire destroys invaders, 
Finder doesn't want to. And that, mm. as a teammate, I've noticed where in our Sweden game, I generate no fear until one card play. And mm. then after that one card play, I generate no fear again. <laughs> and I am so thankful we had missed in our game. Yeah. Or I honestly, we would have lost. Because fi- like 82 fear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a ton. That yeah. is a ton. Usually mm. like 50, 60. That, yeah, that's... the two fear a turn doesn't seem a whole lot when in the stacks. moment. Yeah, one of <laughs> So, but it adds up. Baby. That's one thing I've noticed that other players need to be aware of that mm. invaders aren't leaving the board and finders not also generating fear. So, you yeah. tend to get stuck in terror level one mm. then longer than you maybe would or should. Yeah. So, yes, finder is very strong and can move things around, but maybe you need to, like you said, find a hard hitting major or damage powers. You need to help out finder mm. in a way because maybe they're setting up counterattacks, but sometimes they're not mm. able to. Like you're saying, you can't keep all the plates spinning type of thing in these hard level games. So that's one thing I'd notice, like, yes, I am doing all these fun portal shenanigans things, but I'm generating no fear, Mm. and we're on turn five. So someone needs to pick up my slack type of thing. This is also precisely why Finder likes to find remove cards. Yes, because then I don't get penalized. Mm. It can be worth it. And we've talked about losing some presence can be worth it. Mm. But when you're losing a presence and maybe you don't have an energy to pay, then you're losing another presence, it can start to really hurt. It's also why Insurrection Finder is ridiculous. (laughs) It's so broken. broken. As far as money, it's why Blitz Finder is ridiculous. ridiculous. (laughs) So Yes, with what I'm talking about, what me and Ryan talked about so much, it's the responsibilities to the dead. So after mm. one of your actions destroyed one or more invaders or Dahan, or if you directly trigger their destruction by moving them, destroy one of your presence and lose one energy. Shoving them into the ocean. So there's the ocean thing. Because people say it can be worth it. I do think mm. it's a good pairing, but you got to be careful with that pairing with a mm. finder ocean. Or melt earth into quicksand. Mm. Which is the one where after the card has been played, any invader or Dahan that's moved into target land gets destroyed. So now we're triggering responsibility. Yeah. So we've got to be Because careful. they died directly because you moved them there. Yeah. So these are things that teammates also need to be aware of, not just the finder player. That yep. They're trying to group things up and hopefully do a big boom, but they can't do the little damages. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do a hit, make it count. Make it count. One thing I've noticed that's been really good in our plays is because isolation with close the ways is strong, but you can kind of hit and miss. So this is a good thing to talk about. Me and Ryan have talked this out of like, where are they going to go to next? Where they have explored? What's left in the deck? What do I want isolated? Are they going to be adjacency building or migrating? Or Mm -hmm. is there a way that I can help you with this isolation? Because it's not a guaranteed hit all the time. Sometimes you swing and miss. So that is another good thing to talk about with right. your teammates of just like, hey, where should I isolate? Where do you need isolated? Do you not want invaders exploring from or going to, hey, I can't have anything going to this mountain. Like this is blighted yeah. beyond belief. So stuff like that. And that's been really helpful in our games when we just talk about isolation. I love doing that. And when mm. it hits, if we are like trying to stop and explore and it hits, we're like, yeah, yes! it's so cool. Yeah. So that is just something, again, more communication, like Ryan was saying, of it being important. I think what's really cool, and Ryan was talking about this with Mist, Finder also has this rare ability to move other spirits' presence. Mm-hmm. They have their innate, lay paths, they cannot help but walk, but five out of their six unique powers can move presence. 
So <laughs> again, well, it's usually That's like insane. you move invaders, move to Han, right. or move yeah. or move presence. Sure, but if you don't have an invader to move, you can target a presence to move, and this is so helpful. I mean, their powers are so flexible. They're so flexible. So when it's you... not like, oh, that was my presence moving power. That's just one of that's my just presence one moving. of one of the five that I have in my hands. Right. So this can help eliminate like targeting restrictions of range mm. or land type restrictions. But you see, the thing is, is Finder has to be that ridiculous with control. You have to. Otherwise, this whole car be, wouldn't drive. They'd be so weak. This whole build wouldn't work. They need to be this screwy with control. Yeah. This over the top. Yeah. So, yes, you can help someone else set up a sacred site or move wildfire to do damage. Moving presence does damage. So, right. these fun things move Earth to do defense. There mm-hmm. are fun things that Finder can do that, honestly, only Finder can do because yeah. they can move presence. Mm-hmm. I like saving people from destruction. It's kind of like flowing in silent form where they don't save it from blight, but like, I know this is about to blight i'll move your presence yep. i'll travelers boon you i'll mm. push you out of the way so these are things again as ryan mentioned as a finder player you have to ask what people need you have to talk or the other players need to talk about oh this land's gonna blight i'm about to die oh no mm. problem fam i can push you out i can I travelers you. boon you you have to be communicating because finder relies so much on that control but so much of that spread of control throughout the entire island Hmm. So, yeah, they're a game changer. They change the way the game is played, and you need to act accordingly, like Ryan's saying, and you need to make sure you're vocalizing what you need, what's going to happen, because Finder usually can help out in some way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great spirit. It's a fun spirit. Your brain starts to fry, but it's a fun time, for sure. And they definitely change the rules of the game. Mm. Who else can move cities? Who else can move cities? There you go. (laughs) Yeah, they can just move invaders. So, that's Finder, huh? There's Finder. The next one is Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares. Ooh. Oh, boy. And we had someone who could generate no fear, and now we have someone who <laughs> generates all, all the, the fear. fear. <laughs> and almost like Finder, but to more of an extreme, Bringer cannot get rid of invaders. I know Zahan can, or remove sure. powers, but like destruction, we were talking about wildfire, nope. and even Finder, they get penalized, but they can still destroy. Yeah. Bringer can't. They literally can't. So that is something that just the team needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> of like either I find a remove power or hopefully my Dahan fingers crossed can like <laughs> set up and take out a city here. Right. Otherwise right. we have the city that's stuck <laughs> on my board. Someone please send help. We're talking about the special rule to dream a thousand deaths. Your powers can never cause damage, nor can they destroy anything other than your own presence. So instead it says when your powers would destroy quote unquote explorers or buildings instead generate fear. So for explorers you still get zero fear, but for towns now you get two. Which is double. Which is double. And then cities, you get five. Which is more than double. More than double. (laughs) So, yes, I think the crux, or what people say that bringers, like, oh, you have to get a fear victory to win. I don't think that's necessarily completely true. It's not impossible to achieve, like, victory in terror level two or three, but it's difficult. I'll say it's difficult. It's I love love you bringer players. I like bringer. It's not easy to win in terror level two. No. It's harder for them to get rid of invaders. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm saying about Bringer, they either need help from Dahan counterattacks yeah. or teammates. Mm-hmm. Hello, team. Or maybe lucky events slash fear cards that remove cities. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you need help in some way. So that is something the team can be like, okay, you are struggling at destroying mm. things. I know you're earning great fear. That's awesome. You're rushing us through the fear deck, but mm-hmm. there are buildings lingering. Right. So that is something that teammates can definitely help out in. 
I think one thing that's really cool with Bringer, and maybe because I play for boating a lot, when fear gets utilized in a different way, mm-hmm. with Dread Apparitions, how fear can now turn into defense. That's so cool. That's so cool. And that's another team thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's another fear spirit or someone else generating fear in the fast phase. We can say like, hey, I can do some fear here. Can anyone else? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can add three fear. Sure, I can add two more fear. Then now all of a sudden we have like defend 10 in mm-hmm. this land with all these invaders. So that's another cool thing to plan out. When is Dread Apparitions coming up? to know like the fear can be utilized in different ways other than just earning fear cards Mm. and then i think a big one that we really like bringer has this rare ability to peek at the fear cards before they are revealed it's so nice it comes from an innate power called spirits may yet dream now we had a trivia a couple times ago there's one other spirit that can look at a fear card that can peek who is it Ryan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you actually want me to... I don't know what it is. (laughs) Who is Shifting Memory of Ages? (laughs) But Shifting Memories is a card. Bringer can do this every single turn with their innate... I think this power is obviously beneficial for Bringer because they have a lot of fear. It's almost like an extra card play for them. But because everyone gets to look at the fear card, this is a huge team buff. You can prepare thing. for it. Everyone can prepare for it. It becomes a card play for everyone else. Or like you're saying, you can plan around it. You could set it up because hopefully it's a card about to happen. So you can like look and plan around it. Hey, in the next couple turns, this is going to pop up. Let's plan for this. Let's group up to Han where they do damage. Let's group up these invaders or whatever. Do you like having fear cards? that land just right? Well, I, I do. can happen a lot more of it. And there's only two spirits <laughs> I can do it. Let Bringer really utilize this. This is a huge mm. team thing where you can discuss. Yeah. You can even pick which fear card to look at. Just like maybe not the top one, but the one underneath it. Oh, that's a perfect one. And then you get to see, you get to plan around it. So I like when fear is utilized in cool and unique ways. So with defense, that is something that the team can help out in. And then looking at fear cards and planning around, that's a big thing. So help Bringer out. We know their shortcomings or like Ryan said, sometimes they can be viewed as cons or sometimes like that's just somewhere where someone else needs to pick up the slack. So yeah. taking out buildings, unless counterattacks from Dahan or lucky events or fear cards, Bringer might need some help in. So mm-hmm. they are earning you fear easily. They are grouping up to Han. They're gathering to Han. They're peeking at fear cards. They're doing a lot. They're handing out elements. Yeah. There's a lot that Bringer is doing. Help them out. Ask them which building they can't get rid of. Where are they not able to defend? What city is really a thorn in their side type of thing? Yeah. So, yeah, Bringer warps the game. They change the game. But it's a fun time for sure. Oh, yeah. When it comes to Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares and the impact they have... It's a high impact. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, like, is he going to say low again? Here is our second high impact. I guess I should say my second high impact character. Yeah. Wow. I think this might be the biggest. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> um, wait, what'd you say? They can't kill anyone. What? Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? How do we win this game? That is such a shock the first time you hear it that it's like going to the Daytona 500. Okay. There are a ton of NASCARs and you're like, okay, we're going to go and do a race. It's going to be great. Okay, cool. You have no wheels. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. What? (laughs) How? How do I what? How do I race? How am I supposed to even function? I need those. What? Not being able to kill someone at first sounds like the biggest snub ever. It's going into a war without a gun. It's like, (laughs) 
How? Whoa. What? Talk about new players' reactions. I once gave this a new player and they're like, oh, I can't kill. Don't want this. <laughs> and they literally, nope. I don't even, no. like, I, and I'm speaking reactively here with the context of a new player. Yeah. No joke. What you said, I have literally seen people look at Bringer. Wow, this artwork is really cool. Look at this. So dope. Oh, that is like the fear aficionado. All oh, right oh, on. That's yeah, cool. They terrifying. can't kill anyone. Nope. It, what? <laughs> <laughs> literally oh never mind and they don't even want to give it a shot which is too bad because they're awesome yeah, yeah and i'm telling you to give them a shot i'm just saying that might be the biggest oh it is blink 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 yeah. blink blink what <laughs> they can't kill anyone don't worry there are a bunch of other bros okay, yeah. that <laughs> brings to the table there's more than just a con right <laughs> so Things that are nice to know. <laughs> they have outrageous fear gain potential. And you are not speaking in hyperbole or exaggerating. The most fear in a turn I've seen is from Bringer. Literally, the highest ceiling of fear gain comes and, from Bringer. And yeah, and the entire game comes from the spirit. Doesn't mean it's always the most consistent, mm. but it is easily the potential to be the highest. Yes. Like you said, one thing that's really nice. And one thing that's cool to know is that they can look at the next fear card. This means that the possible chance for that fear card to miss is significantly less. Because doesn't it sting when it misses? Oh, oh, I hate it because oh, you've no. been working so hard to get this fear card. Feels so wrong to have worked for something for so long only to have it go whoop, and it just goes you right turn out the it door. over and you're like, oh. Okay, I strife bad guys. <laughs> and I'm strifing in this case... And explore. Okay. Great. <laughs> Darn it. Or another one. Oh, I didn't need to spend all these resources getting defense out I there. I that. Because this card just gave me defense. Nine defense on the coast? I defended so much on the coast. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> or there is one where I'm like, if this land blights from the ravage, I lose. And the fear card was, if there's enough to Han near around this yes. land, they don't ravage. I'm uh. like, but I didn't group them up there. Uh. No. But you didn't know. I didn't know. Or my personal favorite, you can actually make use of terror level one fear cards. <laughs> That's not true. Wait, just kidding. Because terror level one cards are simply the hardest to be useful because they're so weak. Yeah, the weakest. So when you can see what's coming, at least now you can point it in the right direction so that it lands. Yeah. And therefore get the most bang for buck that you can out of a terror level one fear card. But they can also hand out elements. Very rare. This is so good for your innates. This is so good for your late game majors that you are just oh so close to getting, but you're just Ooh, not quite there. Run away. And it specifies one that you already have. But usually that's something I'm going Ironically, for. Ironically, that might sound limiting, but most of the time that's exactly what you need. Yeah, sure. Most of the time that is exactly what you need. Yeah. So that is almost always an afterthought. Oh, yeah. I just need one more. I'll give an example. Shadow starting hand. I'm always one fire short. Yep. I have to fire. Do I you know who I thought of when I saw this. What would you think of? I thought of shadows. Yeah. I thought of stone. Yeah. And I thought of wildfire. Yeah. I just need earth. I, a lot of it. I just need fire. A lot of it. I, I, I just, just need something. So, one thing. A moon? And shadows gave a fire? Me, maybe a moon? Maybe a fire? But you're right. It's usually something you already have. You yeah. just need one more. Yep. And just getting that little bit of help can seriously go a long way. 
What I think you should do if Bringer's in your game, probably get over to Bowden's board to help with potential invader problems. Things might be building up. Right. They might not be finding the defend cards that they'd like. Yes, they start with one, but they would like to get a few more. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe getting over there might be pretty helpful. I do think there's one aspect that most people forget. Okay. That I think is really important. You can assist them in their city scaring. Mm. Yes, scaring explorers is good because you can shove them off a land that they were about to build. That's cool. Yes, scaring towns is good because you can get double the fear, but one times two is, you know, two. So it's not the best, but it's still not bad. But it's cities that you want to be scaring. Yeah. On one hand, you want to kill cities from the standpoint of they are very dangerous. And when you are going with a defense-centric build, cities doing high damage eh, soaks up a lot of your defense, which is, hey, a cool avenue for strife here. But one of the reasons why you actually want to keep them alive is because that fear fear is oh so juicy. Five, Ryan. Now, the specific wording of to dream a thousand deaths, like John said, When your powers would destroy or deal enough damage to destroy an explorer, a town, or a city, instead generate that fear. Cool. People usually think, oh, I need to deal three damage to a city in order to get that five fear. What if that city's health was one? Hmm. What if someone else came in and did a quick ranging hunt and I'm going to plink it for two damage and not kill it? Yeah. Because now Nightmare only needs to do a single damage for five fear. That's crazy. Do you have multiple cities in your land? (laughs) Let's say two. Sure. That's dream. Let's say you have three. Wow. Let's say you have three. Late game wildfire comes in. Hey, let me do some damage. Let me do, let's say four damage. I'll put two on one city and two on another city. There you go. Now I have one full health city and two one health cities. And Bowden has found some way to do five damage. Yeah, Pillar of Living Flame or something. Sure. Let's do five damage. Usually, under normal circumstances, three cities would have given you six fear and required you to deal nine damage to get it. Yep. But now, since Wildfire came in and helped them make that nine go to five, they are getting a whopping 15 fear for five damage dealt, as opposed to six fear for nine damage dealt. Wow. I think Mist accentuates this the most because you can milk this with Reckless Abandon from turn to turn. So this pairing is crazy and we've talked about it. So this pairing is great. Yeah. But assist their city scaring. Yes, you're not killing the city, but that's fine because scaring them this way gets you more fear Mm. than if you would have killed it. Yeah. So think about that 15 fear with just three cities and hey, if it's two cities, that's 10 fear. In most cases, that's a fear card. Yeah. And if it's not a fear card, then that's almost a fear card with a single land interaction. Right. You have other things. You have other powers. (laughs) You generate fear in other places, too. I'm just saying you don't need to constantly think of towns and cities being at their full health in order to make To Dream a Thousand Deaths useful. And with Bringer being able to scare push, I know they can only push towns or explorers. They can group up things. And if they find that damage all card and they've grouped up all these invaders Mm. in one land, talk about so much fear. I really like getting jungle hungers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you have grouped up your towns and explorers, maybe with a city, wow. Yep. Insane. It's uh, 
It's not so bad. <laughs> it's worth the three energy. We approve it. This is also why you will usually see a lot of vocalizations and verbalizations on why Top Track Bowden is kind of cool. <laughs> I recommend only going Top Track. <laughs> it's so much juicy elements yeah. and yep. Annie's up there. Yeah, yeah, it's just so you can afford these big hitting cards. Yeah. You don't want fear generating cards with Bringer. No, you want, you want damage. damage cards. Yeah, for sure. It seems backwards, but it's the truth. Yeah, that's how you get your fear. Mm-hmm. So that is something. Yeah, you just got to be aware of and talking things through, like Ryan yeah. saying, planning out these city scaring. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Assist them. River, flash floods, do two damage, mm-hmm. and then let Bringer finish off with one more. But all the same, you really need to know how Bowden works. Yeah. Oh, this is <laughs> definitely, definitely a high impact. I'm in a you full agreement. Really yeah. You need to know. They can In kill. fact, you must know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And who is next to grace our stage but... The infamous lizard, vengeance as a burning plague. The fiery lizard. The That's plague. right. And much like wildfire, I have categorized them as a medium impact. Mm-hmm. Here are the things you need to know. Very much like wildfire, they are the new blight user. Love the blights. <laughs> they are a blight user. So if you are a spirit who can live with blight users, this is a character that you can yeah. actually dwell with. Hang because with. the norm is that you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they are also a disease user. One of the only. Yeah. At the moment, anyway. Sure. Thanks, Running Rod. Thanks, <laughs> Running Rod. Anyway, back to Running Rod. <laughs> I got like my big foam finger. <laughs> That says, you know, spreading rot. We have the one. printout laminated right, on the right, wall. Right on the, wall. <laughs> the old version where I rounded up. <laughs> I like that energy, baby. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. But I think this is something also that you need to know. Okay. Yes, they are a blight user, but how and how will it be placed? In mm. Wildfire's case, it was placed on their terms when they placed the presence. Sure. Vengeance is prone to let attacks go through on purpose. What? That is strange. Very strange. Very strange. So, it is nice to know that they can prevent builds or ravages. Sure, that's great. That is incredibly nice to know. Skipping actions is huge. Right. So, the thing that is really good to know with them, I think another thing, is their usual gameplay style is one of delayed reaction. Hmm. Their spirit thematically is one of vengeance. But what does vengeance mean? It's payback. It's It's revenge. You're reacting to something. It's reacting. Yeah. Which means you have to be hurt in the first place. Mm. So it's good to know that that's like the third time you've blighted, dude. You good? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. And they have their newspaper (laughs) and their sunglasses and their martini off to the side as they're like on a lawn chair. Just like. (laughs) We're uh, two blight away from flipping the card. That's fine. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, you sure? If you're not aware of this, this may seem very confusing. <laughs> but like we've said ad nauseum in the past, it is way too lucrative for them to die because they have many powers that require blight and or disease. Mm-hmm. So when they die, disease comes onto the board. But when damage goes through to the land, blight shows up. Ooh. But they get bonus damage with blight. Yeah, baby. This is huge. This is very important. And it is the the number one reason why they want that blight, baby. Mm-hmm. One thing that's fun is if you have, for some reason, been losing presence and you don't think you have a way to ever get presence back, you can actually turn that into damage. Not bad. The one- <laughs> Wait, you're actually endorsing Fiery Vengeance? I think that was like my last place. <laughs> 
I am trying so hard to be positive. <laughs> Fire Vengeance, is that a real card? Can you use it on other people? But it's a truth that I, even true. myself, should true. not ignore. I'm just if kidding. If you have no use for getting back presents, which, or you don't have a capability to... Which most spirits don't. It is an alternative use for destroyed sure. presents. A lot of players, once a presence is destroyed, write off that presence as being, it literally can serve me no other purpose. Basically, it's left the game. For this game yeah anymore it actually still has a value of vengeance is there true and hey if there's no other way to get it back you may as well hurt the bad guys for it yeah make them pay make them pay i think most people would rather get it back (laughs) but i'm just being serious i think most people would get it back but i think most people also don't usually factor in the value of hey this was an attack i never had access to before or they don't have the potential of bringing it back right and remember it's vengeance's power so if it goes this attack in a blighted land that's bonus damage yeah. That could be a free town that you just popped. True. It could be. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you to use it more effectively than that. But very much like Wildfire, what I think you should do in general, stay away. <laughs> Unless you like Blight, but yeah, for Unless the most part. Unless you have a disease synergistic <laughs> gameplay style as well. For like future peeps, I don't know, but like. Pretty bad. <laughs> um, or you are someone who can survive blight. I would say usually stay away. They have their game plan, and their game plan hurts most people. Mm-hmm. So, in light of this, I think you should make blight removal a higher priority because it for allows your area for your don't take area. away their blight. Ooh. Yes, much like wildfire. <laughs> yet again, you want them to have all the blight. You want them to be the pig pen from Charlie Brown. Mm. You want to be squeaky clean, legitimately, because a it helps the threshold a little bit more yeah. if you choose to care about that, and also because it's just more bonus damage for them. Because the moment they cascade, they're like, yeah. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Even better. Because now this land gets bonus damage, and so does that one. So, And this one gets even more. Perfect. Two there. So I think what you should do, I do think you should be mindful of disease events. This could be new diseases. This could be grim tolls. This could be anything yep. where Dahan get hurt or damaged or destroyed based on disease. Yes, I think you should be mindful of that normally anyway, but since disease is the rarest of the tokens, I think that if you have someone who does have that token out there, be mindful of the fact that you are now going to be proccing Grim Toll a lot more often because there's simply a lot more, more disease, disease out, out there. there. Yeah, Are there Dahan and disease in the same land? Maybe do your part to get them out of there. Yeah, so the Dahan don't die. Maybe. I mean, it's up to you. Maybe you're not doing a Dahan build. You don't have to. I'm not saying you must do this. I'm just saying be mindful of the fact Again, that we like Dahan. <laughs> we like Dahan. This is our suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Save them if you can. And if you're doing Dahan Insurrection, OMG, please oh, get yeah. them out of there. That's a lost you certainly lose. <laughs> <laughs> so just be mindful of the fact that disease events can hit a lot more often. They're not going to certifiably. It's just now higher chance. Much of a higher chance. And you should be aware of that. That is something I did not think of. And that is a yeah. really good thought to yeah. have. Because you never know when that disease is going to come up. Be like, oh, this is really good. Mm. Oh, wait. No, I didn't want this to happen. Because sometimes you can be like, hey, I'm vengeance. I don't need my Dahan. I will plague bears them out of here because I've chosen for them to do that for some reason in your game today and your finder. Hey, I have some Dahan for you to grab next turn. Do you want to come and grab them next turn? Okay, cool. I'll go ahead and move them. Grim Toll this turn. Oh, 
Oh, dang it. I, I should have got them out of there earlier there. Yep. Dang it. Something to be aware I of. wasn't going to use them, but Finder was. And Finder could have done something cool with it. So, oh, well. Make them aware. Again, make talk it out yep. as a team. Yep. Things to be cognizant of when you're mm. playing this game, especially with events. Hey, Fractured, what's happening in that Yeah, why don't you flip that card <laughs> over? I think you're just bringing up this how different vengeance is as a spirit. Yeah. And just yep. how... It's shifting the ratios and statistics. When I went back and re-listened to like our first impressions, we were just so confused by vengeance. We were just like, yep, for years, for up to four years at that point, we didn't play that way. That, like, Yeah, I'll admit it. <laughs> Vengeance likes things to happen. They like builds to happen, and they like blight. Yeah. We like stopping builds, and yep. we like stopping, stopping blight. blight. <laughs> so, yes, they have disease, but they usually don't want the disease to stop the build. They want yeah. the fear from it. I will definitely say the fact that scoring literally gives you more scoring points if there's less blight totally incentivizes the mental thought that blight equals bad. Blight equals bad. So I'm not going to gang up too much on myself. Or me either. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Because I'm like, I'm literally incentivized with a score. (laughs) To not have blight on the board. To not have blight on the board. Yeah. Again, the spirit is so different mm. and i think that special rule terror of a slowly unfolding plague so that is the one where disease would prevent a build on a board with your presence you may let that build happen and mm. if you do so you get a fear so vengeance yes they have the capability of stopping builds because they can spit out disease but usually like ryan said their targeting powers need disease or they like fear coming in so they let the build go through mm. you as a teammate need to talk about this because if they get presence on your board if vengeance comes to you now that's a discussion of like <laughs> vengeance is uh, here buddy. <laughs> uh, buddy i want that to go through what are you talking about i don't want a city to build i want that fear i want to destroy that city i want an epidemics run. it's like all these things you guys need to talk about this or hey i'm gonna show up hey man i'm protecting this spot i'm earth you're not gonna be able to do your stick here mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. could have done this elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> why'd you come here <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> you have guard the healing land right <laughs> you can stop out that right? i don't want the healing land <laughs> I want the toxic yeah. <laughs> So it's just, yeah, something to be aware of with these special rules and especially with letting builds go through. It's so weird. It's like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And like Ryan was saying, Vengeance wants Blight because Blight equals Badlands. That's their other special rule. So the more Blight out there, obviously, the better, the more damage the Lizard can do. But like we're saying, with the more Blight, it more than just flipping the card. And not that Vengeance always flips the Blight card. No. It's just something that I'm more reticent to accept type of thing. Like, sure. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm like, it's probably gonna happen <laughs> it's probably gonna it's happen. probably gonna happen it doesn't remember events are still things. yes <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what's gonna happen and man those blighted events sting <laughs> is that a new tradition just me just crapping on events <laughs> and Ryan Slate's events so yes you might have the chance of flipping the blight card but you gotta be careful even when it's flipped that you don't lose the game mm. cause there is something like too much of a good thing is bad so too much of this blight can mm. ruin the game for everyone else so you need to be careful of all these badlands you need to be utilizing that damage utilizing those badlands and not just cascading everywhere just thinking like "Ooh, look at all this damage i can do it's like mm-hmm. no like ryan was talking about wildfire you need to have a balance yeah with vengeance it can get off the rails quick and you can just be like but look at all this damage guys are like but mm-hmm. we're down to one blight dude yeah so that is something again just talking out as a team and making sure like ryan said maybe find a blight healing card so vengeance yeah. can get a little more right not for their land no, no. No, 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 no
Because, like Ryan is saying, vengeance can go suicidal mm. type of thing where they want their presence to die because it spits a disease. They need these disease for land targeting powers. Yeah. So don't dwell in lands with them, probably, mm. unless you're someone who's okay with that. Mm. Just be careful with dwelling in their lands. I sometimes even think more so, because welfare is usually growing, so they're going to tell you. Vengeance is like, hey, you're growing here. Yeah, me too. It's like, well, I'm going to die here. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is my funeral. Right. This right. is where this I'm going to be calling. Yeah, I was called to die. <laughs> I just had a thought. You know, I said that it was nice to know that vengeance can prevent builds or ravages. That's good to know. But they usually won't. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> they probably won't. Now, smart vengeance players. Will pick their moments. Will yeah. pick their moments. And they will play strike low with Sun Fever. They will stop actions. They will mm. prevent builds. But Because some are really bad. Because, <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. But my point is with, like, losing their presence, disease is so valuable to vengeance. They are usually looking yeah. any means necessary for it to get on the board. Because mm. that means damage. Mm. And that means more fear. So mm-hmm. it is just something to look out for. This is something to be aware of. Like Ryan's saying, I also agree. I don't think this is a high, like a high alert level, just mm. medium. Mm. You got to be aware of where vengeance is, where they mm. have their pig pen, like you said. Maybe mm. help them out, heal some blight by your side, or send invaders their way. Mm. But yeah, definitely talk it out. It's just things you need to know with vengeance. Mm. So... I have been having a fun time with the spirit, as we said, and we had our blitz game. So it's a fun time. It's the powerful spirit, but it's a dance. It's walking on ice sometimes. Just don't want to fall through. Yeah. Strange to use an ice comparison on someone who's so fire element. (laughs) Right. You you, you get the analogy. (laughs) They have a board wreathed in flame. (laughs) It is burning. Oh, we forgot to do a Lord of the Rings reference for last episode. No. Quick, let's go to, uh, to after the credits of uh, episode fifty six. Go back in time, <laughs> and let's just let's just go and place one there. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back from time traveling <laughs> to the present. Okay, uh, was vengeance? Was... Be aware of blight. Yes, there you yes. go. <laughs> yep. Is that all we had to say about vengeance? Oh, we said a lot. <laughs> I do think we had basically concluded yeah. with our vengeance conversation. So now we have hmm. an interesting shift in the whole conversation here. That list we spoke of, we agreed on 100%. Certifiably. Yeah. There's some people who are on the fence with. Sure, sure, sure. Some spirits were like, mm-hmm, maybe? Possibly. Uh, what about Volcano? <laughs> what do you think? I wrote, depends on the build, question mark? LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> and that's literally all you put. <laughs> yeah. And there's just my blinking cursor right next to it. <laughs> Thankfully, I wrote a little bit more. Okay. Uh, Ryan, take over. Here are my opinions. Because ironically, by the way, when I saw that, I laughed so hard. Because I was like, oh, my word. I did the same thing. Volcano. Their impact? Um, Well... Varying board state based on chosen playstyle. It really depends. <laughs> it really depends. When it comes to volcano, they can either go for a big explosion playstyle or a small explosion playstyle. So if it's big boom volcano, mm-hmm. I think they have a medium impact. I see that. If it's controlled detonation volcano, I think it's low impact. I think you won't even notice. So. Regardless of which playstyle you go for, big boom or control detonation, the thing that players on your team need to know, you only go to mountains. Only. Only. Of the yes, four land types. you have a growth option that lets you move four. That is amazing. 
to only a mountains. mountain. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you can only go to mountains. That's big. Volcano, in my opinion, is literally the heaviest friendly fire character in the game. Yeah, I agree 100%. 100%. Because they have powers that straight up damage them. Your most famous go-to attack power specifically directly states that you attack invaders and Dahan directly. Also, you heavily use Badlands, which is something that can damage (laughs) Dahan. You directly do so. In multiple sources. Yeah. Also, Big Boom Volcano can add a lot of blight. So even you, their friend, can get hurt because did I just add blight in literally every land surrounding my mountain? I wasn't even oh my god, I was so close. I was Did I go for the 10 plus? (laughs) Oh. Sorry. Why did I grow right next to a volcano? Did I do that? (laughs) Of course, Control Detonation Volcano isn't going to be adding nearly as much light as Big Boom Volcano. But one thing that you must know regardless of that is they will be destroying themselves, their own presence, for amazing attacks. Yeah. The reason why this is so cool is because you basically have volcanic eruption on speed dial. It's funny how there's a major power called volcanic eruption, but an innate called explosive eruption. So close. But I am a volcano. But that card came out before this spirit came out. Uh, We can't name it the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yet it's functionally very similar. Yet, while you see them destroying their own presence, don't worry, because they can get their destroyed presence back. A very rare ability. That is very rare. Green does this, Downpour does this, and Volcano does this. Mm -hmm. That is very important to know that, okay, my friend is killing themselves over and over and over again. You just destroyed all Oh, they can get it back. Okay, okay, good. I was hoping it would make sense. Yeah. (laughs) How many did you just destroy? Six? What? Ooh. Another thing that I honestly have labeled as something you need to know, Volcano is the tipping point victim. (laughs) (laughs) The most, 100%. Yes, other characters can be vulnerable to tipping point, but Volcano is especially vulnerable to tipping point. How one card just like makes us so aware. (laughs) One blade card. You can do the 10. The 10 is a nickname that is thrown around Mm -hmm. for their ultimate version of explosive eruption, which is their left innate that attacks people, which basically, in short, allows them to do all the cool things, which is, hey, I get to do damage, cool, I get to do bonus damage, cool, I get to do bonus damage in adjacent lands all around the mountains, cool, I get to do a ton of fear, cool. Bonus fear, right. But all the blight comes out. But at least I'm doing a ton of damage for it. But I'm literally potentially doing 14 damage yeah. in multiple lands. Which is like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Not counting bad lands. Who knows, right? Remember how Serpent had splash defense? This is like probably, if not, mm, yeah, the ultimate splash damage attack. It is so cool. But but destroying 10 <laughs> presents is destroying 10 presents. Which means you might not have many left. Which means... And you're adding all this blight. You're getting all this blight. So you might flip that blight card. You might flip that blight card, which might be tipping point. And game over. (laughs) And 
no contest. <laughs> you died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just Elden Ringed yourself <laughs> into a certain death. Now, of course, you can't know if it's going to be Tipping Point. It's literally one out of many Blight cards that you could have. Something to be aware of and the team to be aware of. Yes, and many other spirits can be vulnerable to this. I'm not saying it is exclusively Volcano, but I am saying it is most often always Volcano. It's the stories I hear most about. It's the most common story. Stories of Tipping Point yeah. that you usually hear. It's usually Fractured or Volcano. Mm-hmm. In Fractured's case, they have taken their time away and used it as time on as the board. time, right. They've used right. their time. They've used their time. But here in the conversation about Volcano, the fact that you did a massive attack that cost you your presence, that also put a ton of blight, that made you flip the card and got Tipping Point killed you. It's the literal woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. Oh, hey, let's give Editing Ryan something to do. <laughs> Yo, ER! Care to define that for us? Sure, why not? Tipping Point is a Blight card. Not only that, it's often regarded as the worst Blight card in the game, which states that after you flip the Blight card, immediately destroy three presents from each spirit. Yeah, so you can see why Volcano especially does not like this card. 100% agree, buddy. Things that are nice to know with Volcano, they attack often. Or at least controlled detonation Volcano yeah. is attacking often. It can be like every turn. And they are attacking in two locations commonly. It is so dope. Not only in the mountain they are in, but in a land adjacent to their mountain, right. they are attacking. This is really cool. Very cool because combined with the fact that you remembered that they can only go to mountains, you should probably be shoving people to those mountains. It's another type of wildfire or ocean. Like, push things towards those this, kill sites. Those kill sites. Those kill sites we spoke of. Maybe get them close to the mountain. Yeah. And here's the cool thing. You don't even need to get on the mountain. You just need to get near the mountain. Sure. Talk to them. Hey, where are you going to hit next turn? I know you attack two places Mm -hmm. and your mountain has to be one of them. Where was the other one you were going to attack? Oh, I was going to attack there. Perfect. I'll go there. Can I put him there? Ah, well, if you do, they're still going to build. Maybe place them on my mountain instead. Okay, cool. Perfect. Still talk to them. I'm just saying, like, it's nice to know. Talk it out. They honestly are a decent fear generator. Yeah, it's consistent every turn. Because you see, oh, deal X damage, where X was the amount of presents you destroyed. Okay, ooh, I destroyed seven presents. Seven damage, cool. That's also seven fear. Mm Mm-hmm. That's seven fear. What? (laughs) In a solo game, that is almost two fear cards. In a two-player game, you just almost got a fear card. Yeah. And if you did seven damage, you probably killed a building, which means you got at least one more fear. Yeah, another fear. Which means it's eight, which means in a two-player game, you just got a fear card. (laughs) Not bad. No. I'm not saying that they are the ultimate fear character, but it's not bad. It feels consistent and random ash gives you fear. Sure. And they can pick up more fear cards with all this damage they're doing fear. It feels like, oh, every single turn, it's trickling in. Yeah. Yep, and they possess Jagged Earth's Boon of Vigor. They can give energy and range, and that is so cool. No joke, if Volcano's in your game, have at least one presence on a mountain. Please grow to a mountain. It's not hard. Yeah. We're not asking much. Just one. Just one at a mountain. one. Yeah, and seriously, you will be very glad you did on that moment where you're like, oh, oh. Now I can do this. Yes. Now this range zero can do this. Yep. Now I can go over here. Yep. Push them there. It's amazing. Yep. You don't need to know that Volcano can boost the range of their non-innate cards, but it's cool to see that happening because mm-hmm. you literally see the Volcano building. That's just like a fun, oh, hey, I love it when the physical tower references the thematic. Yeah. You know, I actually have a thematic reason why I'm doing mm-hmm. this and it actually benefits me. 
travel river having this network of oh, all yeah, these rivers and you just see move all that around. Yeah. yeah that's so cool yeah or when around you literally them from your yeah when they're they're across and it's just so because they're they're like a cool it's so awesome i love it it's just so dope but yeah it's just happen but we'll just talk about that at length some other time when it comes to things I think you should probably do behaviorally when Volcano is in your game, yes, it depends on the game, but you might want to get Dahan out of there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Save because those Dahan from the Rain of Ash, from the magma. Slog the Dahan yeah. with so much friendly fire. I don't want them burned to a crisp. Not as critically important for vengeance or for wildfire but you might want to keep your distance you don't want to get burned yourself big boom volcano is a blight user controlled detonation volcano not really as Mm -mm. much i still would make blight removal a higher priority we just really don't like flipping that blight card well the thing is is downward spiral exists (laughs) so you should probably (laughs) yeah so let's not generally speaking it is better to have the land not blighted as a opposed to blighted yes it's not the end of the world but you're just much more open to negative gameplay experiences a lot more (laughs) bad cascade possibilities it's just better to be mindful of the blight yes making blight removal a higher priority is more salient with big boom volcano than controlled detonation volcano but i think one thing you should also do especially in the early game is to consider helping them on those edge lands that they may struggle reaching we know they get bonus range but ryan's correct where sometimes it is difficult for them to uh maybe they're grouped up one presence or they're in one presence stack yeah so it's hard for them to get along it's only a boost of one it's only a boost of one sometimes that's not enough so maybe they grew in the inland mountain it's hard for them to get to their coast or something Mm -hmm. so you are completely correct help them out where their edge of influence is like lackluster yep also to give some specific thing because that's always fun to do ocean volcano fun time Uh oh i thought you're gonna say gold's allure again (laughs) nope (laughs) nope (laughs) as you've always said (laughs) no ocean volcano Wow, that's fun. Because usually there's going to be a coastal mountain out there, and it really helps. Because find a card for ocean that doesn't have a coastal land restriction, and it just helps them. And those are two spirits that can dish out energy to one another Uh that are destroying so much, that are generating, like you said, very consistent fear. That's a strong game. That's a strong powerhouse. Mm. I liked your thoughts. I guess I was just very stuck on like what type of build. I'm like, well, it just depends because if they're doing the small eruptions, that's not really affecting me much. Mm-hmm. But as you broke down the different build styles, I'm like, okay, I see it now for sure. That mm-hmm. the team has to be aware of they could be doing this. They could be blighting here. They could be putting bad lands here or destroying my Dahan. And mm-hmm. that is something that teammates need to know. Yeah, I think whenever there's friendly fire, teammates need to know. Yeah. Yep. And in my personal opinion, Volcano is the character who does friendly fire the absolute most. Yeah. And that is pivotal to know. I could yeah. die or my Dahan could die. Yep. And that is not good. And yet beasts are fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm fine. Hey. They're dodging like all these yep, meteors or whatever. <laughs> all the lava that's coming out. I just think of like two toucans in a tree. I'm the very Porsche. I'm not talking about business or whatever. Mm. Then like a molten rock of lava like shreds a branch <laughs> next to him. So anyway, Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Most the meet next week. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the crossword this week? 
Oh, it was so easy. Yeah. <laughs> the word alone. <laughs> I don't know why. I just that thought. It, Those are your bees or toucans. <laughs> I love toucans. <laughs> They're so cute. They can peck your eyes. Peck, 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 peck. Okay, completely unrelated. If you haven't, Google the skeleton of a toucan. It is the strangest thing. Whoa. Okay. Because their beak looks so huge. Well, it is so huge. <laughs> right, but like comparatively speaking, the size is hilarious. That's funny. Anyway, the joke I'm getting at is the fact that beasts are like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> so much death, so much destruction, so much pain, so much sorrow. Anyway, so did you see? Yeah, like, well, my tree still <laughs> fine, so whatever. <laughs> the panthers are still like licking their fur, like, huh? Did something happen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Life fine. moves on. <laughs> the animals run away from wildfire, but not from volcano. It just seems weird. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind. It makes it easier for beast builds. <laughs> makes it easier. It's just, it's just don't funny. complain about this. It's just funny. Don't complain you know? about it. <laughs> I have to be careful what it's I fine. say. It's fine. Yeah, don't. don't no <laughs> it's changes. Funny. That's all I mean. <laughs> My question mark spirits. Yeah. Because we talked about volcano mm-hmm. was fractured days split the sky. I was on the fence. I know. It's in Volcano's case, I'm like, it depends on how they play. Same <laughs> with fractured. Like Brian's like, what if they're a bad player? <laughs> <laughs> what is time? I don't know how do you slip. <laughs> Brian's just like, just let me play my game. <laughs> what if they're a bad player? <laughs> Laura's trying to play Fractured. No, she's not a bad player. She just hates Fractured. <laughs> Woo! Anyway. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. I mean, hey, Laura's just like, the first time she played Finder, oh, wait, LOL, she didn't. She's like, never mind. I take it back. I take it back. Has she played that spirit? Has she actually gone back? Even in, like, in your guys' games? So, in Fractured Days. <laughs> That is a no. I think I might have forced her once and we had to go to bed because she didn't want to do. Because she conveniently felt violently ill. It's kind of like what Ted was saying where he was designing or helping out with Fractured Days. What did he say? Not even Ted appreciates the spirit. (laughs) And appreciates from the standpoint of playing them for funsies. Not every spirit is for everyone. Yep. So yes, the spirit is very difficult to comprehend and to play for the individual. But I think it can get a little screwy for the team as well. Yeah. So... I could totally see the angle of like, hey, I'm not going to be doing a whole lot for a while. Like, yeah. People on my board. Are we going up against Scotland? Dang it. <laughs> Where's your presence? Time? Question mark. Do you mean my time? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Where's your presence? I said time. It's like talking to one of those characters who in cinema is above the characters. Like at the end of Loki, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to say there's a character like this. Or in The Matrix to the architect. Yes. They're talking to them and they're just like, blink, 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 blink. <laughs> um, they're motor mouthing so many high intellectual words. I'm not even sure. Like, you know I'm talking to you, right? What? 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 Like, what you say, hey, man, how are you doing today? And they give you a complex answer that is so ridiculously above. Well, the... I did my growth, too, and that allowed me to do this times three uh, to get my four sure time. Okay. And, and then that can do slip myself and then do so this. So this doesn't and... exist anymore. I'm getting this back from there. Okay, I'm going to look at what, yeah. oh, what the heck. And then I already looked at this event. Don't worry, we're not doing it. And you're just like, what? Bro. <laughs> Do you want Boone and Vigor or not? <laughs> How many card plays are you, you freaking this doing? <laughs> That's Fractured. Fractured is that character who is so above, above everything. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. So they are handing out support. There yes, is slip yes, the yes, flow yes, of yes, time. Yes. You need to be aware of that as a player. Like, you are being so buffed so mm. consistently. Like, oh, I can get an extra card play or I can play this slow power now. Mm. Uh, there is something like, there is that discussion that needs yeah. to happen. But our argument was at first, like, well, 
well, a lot of spirits hand out support. Yeah. So that's not game breaking. No. Or that's not game changing too much because sure. a lot of spirits, we didn't talk about shifting memory. We didn't talk about lightning boon or mm. boon of vigor. Like there's a lot of spirits that can do this. So there has to be something more. Mm-hmm. I was talking about Slip the Fall of Time. There is the second Nate that Fractured has visions of a shifting future. That is something unique where you can mm-hmm. look at the event deck. You can look at the invader deck. You can shuffle them up or you can discard if you don't want to do it. Yeah. If you have it thresholded enough. So that is something that is unique. That is game changing that the team has to be like, oh, this event's coming up. Maybe we don't want to do this one. Yeah. Let's not do farmers type of thing. <laughs> or... By the way, how about we never do farmers? <laughs> Let's always forget this card forever. Forever. It's a, it's a house rule. I'm just not going to. I'm just going to burn. <laughs> but that is something that is unique to Fracture that the team has to be aware of that they can be like, oh, this is something that I'm not used to in my gameplay sure. looking ahead at the invader deck or something. Right. And then you look at their cards. And that is where Fracture gets really wonky. Like the pass returns again. This I'm is sorry, what? What? <laughs> and this is a unique card where spirits can jointly pay and for yeah. it to trigger. That is unique. Where right. like, I'm sorry, you need me to give you energy to play your card? Why? This what? is my energy. Right. It's like, no, 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 it's worth it. Where we can swap the top invader deck card with one of the discard as long as it's within one level. So it's like, oh, we can make stage one come back. Or maybe we don't want stage three. We can what? go back to stage two. It's confusing. Yeah. But the fact that you have to jointly pay in or at least like contribute for this power. Well, not only are the capabilities of Fractured confusing just to simply understand, Yeah, you also now have to take this thing, which is hard to understand, and figure out when is the best time to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And when is the best time for the team as a whole to do it? Because you will be blighting and you will get flustered. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Uh... And now uh, their escalation's happening. Or yeah. now they're exploring to do different types of lands. It's stage three. And you're right. It's just like, it's too much, too much. Too much is happening. That's why Blur the Arc of Years and Absolute Stasis are easily the most played cards from their starting hand. <laughs> Absolute Stasis cannot win you games. <laughs> <laughs> why would you even bring that up? It's uh, clearly uh, labeled. No reason. It's clearly <laughs> labeled. It's funny you're talking about cards that are most often played. The one that... So, poor time sideways. So, poor time Back to that card. Back to the card that doesn't get played as often. I love how they say in the description on the back of their board, there are some cards that might not ever get played. It's that card! It's that one. <laughs> I'll read it real quick. It is cost use three time. That makes sense. <laughs> it's a resource. You know what time means. Mm-hmm. Move one of your presence to a different land with your presence. On the board, move from. During the invader phase, resolve an invader and each board, each land action one fewer time. On the board, move two. Basically do the same thing one more time. So this gets confusing with teammates. You're like, I'm moving to your board. This is happening double now. Wait, what? 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 Ravaging what? twice? Building twice? of this? Well, why is this good? <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> so this is something where you got to work with your team. Oh, you're Earth here. You can defend. So it doesn't matter yep. if it ravages twice or something. Right. Or your vengeance. You can stop builds. It's okay yeah. if one gets through, you stop the other yeah. one or In something. In short, you're taking a bad guy action away from one location and making it happen again somewhere else and it can be beneficial why is that good you want it to not happen in an area where it will definitely hurt you and you want to place that extra action on an area that is already taken care of or it's not even going to hurt you because if it's an empty oh no they're going to build again there's nobody here right if it's an empty land it's fine sweet so, again, it takes a little more mental fortitude to plan it out, especially with teammates. Like, mm. I'm moving here. This is going to happen twice. I don't want it to do mm. that. So we got to figure this out. 
I think the support is not that difficult to comprehend as a sure. team, right? Additional yeah, play. and it's really good to know, like we said earlier, what is even possible. Yeah. Hey, can someone help me reclaim? Can someone give me card play? Can someone give me whatever? Speed boost. Right. Fractured's like, I can resolve a slow power now. I can get you cards back. Yeah. I can make you get an additional card play. There you go. You know, like, this is just things that I can do. But not really always the most consistent? No, no. It depends on, like you're saying, what growth you had, what elements you're playing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to trigger all of right. them. They get wonky with their cards, with their yeah. uniques. Yep. Making a Dahan's easy. Like, not all of their unique cards are hard, but some of them do get tricky. And then looking at the events in Invader deck is pretty useful for the whole team. Sure. So, yeah, I think that's our list. So yeah, there you have it. There are the Game Changers. Should we go over a recap? Who were they all? yeah, who were they all? Who did we intend to get done in one episode? (laughs) Part two. Here we are. So once again, they were Ocean, Serpent, Wildfire, Finder, Bowden, who was Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares, Vengeance. And that's who we all agreed on, me and yes. Ryan. And then we were on the fence with Volcano? Maybe. Kind of fractured? Maybe. Yeah, it can get silly. Yeah. Who do you think? I'm curious. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear your list. Who yeah. changes the game to such an effect that everyone needs to be aware yeah. of what they do? And why? Yeah. yeah. Give us your reasons. I like to hear it. Well, that's going to do it for today. Once again, slight apologies that it took two episodes, but hey, that happens. Thanks for listening, and yeah, yeah, I can't wait to hear all your thoughts. Yeah, I hope this has really genuinely been a help to a lot of players out there. Maybe, hopefully, we emphasize some things that maybe some players viewed as a negative flaw. Mm -hmm. Like we said before... I initially looked at this as pros and cons, but when I thought about it, someone's pro could be someone else's con. Yeah. Oh no, we're blighting. That's a con. But Vengeance loves that. Yeah. So that's an example of a pro for one person being a con for another person. Oh no, they're exploring to the coastal lands. Oh, that's not good. Whoa, Ocean. Please. Here. Let them come. Yeah. And even if Ocean's not taking care of it, I can dwell on Ocean's space and use a gather power. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I just think it's cool to know these interactions, and I think it's cool to have these kinds of sentiments stated, you know. And thanks for the listener that suggested this, and we are always Mm -hmm. open to suggestions for these type of series or one-off episodes. Mm -hmm. So I hope we can get to do a lot more of these. These are fun. I like these. It's a nice reprieve because the scenario series has been really fun, and we're about to start the spirit analysis. So to have these little, like, Mm one-offs, it's a fun little mental exercise. And it's it's hard it is to gasly come up with creative content. (laughs) (laughs) So do it for us. I'm just expressing my gratitude to those that have. Exactly. That's all. And I'm not Me too. insinuating that I want everyone to do that or that you need to. I'm just saying I'm thankful for those that have. But yeah, if you have a good idea, let us know of one. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity floor. We don't want this to be a part three. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're keeping it to two. Peace out. Oop. Well, when the standard intro isn't being played, you know what that means. Hey everyone, Editing Ryan here. Next week, we get into the analysis of Dahan Insurrection, and we're jazzed to get to it. After that, though, we have another one-shot topic that we want you all to get in on. We're going to talk about spirit misunderstandings. To define what that topic is more clearly, what happens when you play a spirit that you just don't click with? 
What happens when things go wrong? What do you do? Who is the spirit or who are the spirits who are difficult for you to understand? And why do you think that you struggle with them? These are the questions we want to ask you. Keep in mind that with the term misunderstanding, we are not asking which spirits do you think the community underestimates or underappreciates? That's not what we mean. We're asking you who you personally have a difficult time playing with because you just don't resonate with that spirit in the same way as you do with others. In the description of this episode, you can find a link to a survey that we have on BoardGameGeek where you can cast your vote for this question. We're curious to hear what you would have to say, and we think this could be a good conversation. That's all I got for today. Remember everyone to stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome. I'm Editing Ryan, and I'll catch you all in the next one.